0: The word of God itself it is unlike any other book it goes against human inclinations. All right, folks, welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. And we're gonna talk about, man, let's talk about actual virtue, something that we can actually build virtue on, aside from um these people determining what virtue is, whatever their ideas of virtues is, and we have to be ruled by it, you know, uh in the culture and in in politics. So uh let's resist. Resist, Bill. Come on, man. Let me see that fist. Resist! All right. So uh (laughs) so everybody put your fist bumps in the uh in, in the comment section. Uh I saw, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of, of the Dune story, right? And, uh,
1: so I remember. Science fiction story?
0: Yeah, man. I, I, I I kind of dig That's great.
1: It's the best science fiction novel ever written.
0: Yes, yes, but there's, uh, even, uh, and I think, uh, was it, um, David Lynch? He, he wasn't too happy with, uh, uh what uh, he was made to do with the with the do movie I enjoyed it I, I enjoyed that one and I enjoyed uh, mm-hmm. the the latest uh, uh iteration it did, yes I, I mean really well done and then I I but you know what were what, like 10,000 years uh, uh, into the future, and they still kind of like- At least, at least that, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know, man. They're still, they still got like hand, uh, helicopters with kind of like some analog, you know, uh, uh, dashboards and stuff like that. And yeah, but know.
1: they're, but they're orthopters, man. They're yeah. flying, they're <laughs> flying dragonflies.
0: <laughs> Which is really, I, I love what they did with it, though, man. That, that was a I really- Yes, yes. I now, okay, so with Dune, um, and the reason why I'm bringing up Dune is because one of the characters that the guy who plays, uh, uh, St- so, uh Stellan, uh, Starsguard, playing, um, uh, uh, Baron Harkonnen, right? Yes. Now in his bio, uh, he reject, he's, he's an atheist, uh, and his reason for rejecting, uh, the Bible. And he also mentions the Quran too, um uh, which I don't care. Uh, but he, uh, he says, uh, I don't believe in the Bible because the Bible is filled with violence. Uh, one violence built filled with violence. So he doesn't believe in it. And uh his other thing, actually I'll 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 tackle the other reason for him not believing in a second. But okay, so you don't like the Bible because it's filled with violence. Um uh, I don't know too many history books that aren't uh gonna be filled with violence. And the movies
1: that he's in, he kind of plays a violent figure. <laughs> imagine, imagine my shock. If only he were aware of that, he'd undoubtedly quit uh taking roles. Indeed, so, so I I mean what what do you say to that? Like these people who I mean they find themselves
0: I mean he he probably wouldn't admit it but it's like y'all posture yourselves as these moral supremacists. You yeah. you're the one passing judgment on the Bible. You you don't mind believing in other man-made narratives but the that are filled with violence according to history, but you don't want to believe this book because it's a record. It's not like God told people go be violent and tell them to do that. He warns of it. But the Bible is guilty of violence. And he makes violent movies. What, what am I missing here?
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, I mean, th- th- this kind of thing transcends uh, just simple hypocrisy and goes into either almost unbelievable, um, you know, obliviousness to, to what's going on. I remember after one of these um, public shootings, it might have been Sandy Hook. Jamie Foxx came out and did a big, we got to have some kind of gun control uh, legislation kind of thing, made a video about it. And I thought... I would like to just take together how many people he shot in in Django Unchained alone which was running I think pretty much at the same time. Let us do like a supercut of every single time Jamie Foxx ever pulled the trigger mm. and, and 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 say to every one of these people publicly, well if you're so if you're so opposed to guns and Here's all the evidence that that shows that you have made a ton of money off of shooting guns. Then, if you're so opposed to guns, why don't you make a public pledge right now that you will never ever appear in another movie that has a gun in it? Why don't you just go ahead and do that? You can convince us that you're that you're serious that you've had a change of heart. Never happened. I think the first thought I had when you, when when somebody like um, Sarsgaard talks about uh, the, I don't believe in the Bible because of all the violence. There's a there's kind of a second level of hypocrisy here. And that is, that is that primitive societies are far more violent than modern societies. I mean, it's unimaginably more violent than modern societies. Primitive societies, and the smaller you get in terms of tribes, the more killing that goes on proportionately, are perpetually at war. They're constantly patrolling their borders. They're constantly getting into wars. They're, 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 it's, just, it's astonishing on a per capita basis how violent primitive societies are. And it's left, it's left us like scarred who are constantly bemoaning the violence of our civilization when in point of fact, this is, as, this is as, as civilized as civilization has ever been by a wide margin. And, 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 if you take out the areas that have been controlled by Democrats, at least in the United States, mm-hmm. you find the murder rate here is lower than Switzerland. It's lower than Belgium. If you take, if you take the centers where, where Democrats have made conditions unbearable, with no chance of success and no concern for human beings or or their feelings or their property, then you get these murder pits. And these are the that's what happened to the most of the great cities in America. but but primitive societies are extraordinarily violent all the time, and you're carrying weapons all the time. And so for this guy to say that uh, I don't believe in the Bible because it promotes violence, I, I guarantee you, he is one of these people who's loudest in terms of condemning Western society, condemning modern society, condemning American society, and it's just another indication of, of you know, can you just do the acting and shut up? Because <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to shut up because you don't have a right to speak. You do have a right to speak. Right. You got you've got a right to 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 your opinion just like everybody else does. When I say shut up, I, I'm not saying we need to shut them up. I'm saying can you? Could you maybe all of you? At the next academy awards could you just maybe lock the doors and turn off the tv cameras and just kind of kind of just like gather around the stage and and have somebody explain that you're extremely poorly educated that you that you you're not deep thinkers you're not you you may have played deep thinkers on Mm. on on various movies or tv shows but that's an indication of how you're not a deep thinker because real deep thinkers don't have to use the words of other deep thinkers in order to convince other people how smart they are so so why don't y'all just, just get together and realize that you're you're number one, nobody cares, and that's a one of the many benefits of of this crazy time we live in, is that just nobody cares. I don't care. I don't care what the, I don't care what movie stars say. And I don't think anybody else does either. We're at the same point with the media now. Somebody anytime I see a news story and the news story is like, well, uh, you know, coming uh, you know, get the I, I mentioned this on one of the right angles. You get the two you know, anchors. Uh, well, there's a story of something that's been happening down in uh, in the center of Chicago. Yes, we find not even yes. People are, you know, this this kind of split the dialogue up between the hosts and we're going to throw to the guy on the remote. I don't need that anymore. Just show me, show me what's going on. So all of these hypocrites and all of these um, uh, lunatics are becoming less and less and less uh, influential. But that doesn't take away from the fundamental. It's not even hypocrisy, though. It's just plain. I, it seems to me anyway, in this place, it sounds like just plain ignorance
0: it is it's and, and it's prideful ignorance you know yes. uh, man that uh, it's just this you know like i said you know left-wing people democrat voters you know uh they they, they can't get over the supremacy concept you know uh complex they just always have to be you know these, these superior people and uh but it's almost like you know the worldview is really myopic this is the world that they live in and you know they live in this tight huddled space these use these densely populated cities and that's all they see. And that's all their world is just, just right here. Even despite them going to their home in the suburbs or, or, or whatnot removed from it. That's just, that's just their, their imagination land. I mean, don't there's, there's realities there, but they treat like that's what the whole world is. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they won't stop until the whole world is just like that. We will not stop until we make everybody as miserable as we are
1: make the world in our own image. Yeah. yes and, and we talked about that on the previous show with that <laughs> uh, with the uh, the um, the funeral ceremony, Fred Asner where it was just nothing but politics and, and just appalling lack of spirituality. Yeah, prideful ignorance man. I think you could probably make a pretty good case that's our our, our single great pandemic and our single great uh, threat to society because ignorance is not a problem. Ignorance is is a is a state. Um, and, and through most of human history, people wanted to get out of ignorance. They, any opportunity that they could, could get to learn, they took. And when you find societies that have been deprived of education, uh, African societies or Asian societies, South American societies, you know, poor, poor, poor people. The first thing they want is a school. And when they get a school, they study freaking 15 hours a day because they understand it because they haven't had it. This, this prideful ignorance is is epidemic pandemic and, and getting worse when when you have college students rioting to prevent them from hearing a new opinion, you've got a whole bunch of people who really have no idea what education's all about when I when I was in college at the University of Florida, I don't know how many different speakers I went to. I know for a certain fact I remember I went to hear Cornell West and I thought I don't really agree with this guy he doesn't he seems a little I don't know but I didn't you know, Cornell West cannot speak here because I don't agree with Cornell West. You know, I, did, I listened to Tom Wolfe talk about architecture, all of this stuff. And I ended up getting an education about it. And more importantly, I ended up seeing and hearing things that made me change my mind. So so ignorance isn't the problem. It's prideful ignorance. It's the, the pride not only prevents them from getting rid of the ignorance, it makes them embrace it. Mm-hmm. The ignorance becomes their identity, yes. you know? We will not allow anything on this campus that we don't all agree on and and we'd better somebody update the memo on whatever that is right because I don't want to get kicked off a of campus because I fell out of step with something that that, that, that is the approved um, you know philosophy and 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 thought series for today uh, and, and so you you know what do you what you cannot you cannot, well, you can't you can't lead a horse to water that doesn't want to drink right i mean you can put all of the educational resources money time all of this you can make a case that education's in such bad shape because the teachers are so terrible and that's largely true but you could have the best teachers in the world and if people are, are are making it part of their identity to not be exposed to new ideas then you can pretty much write those people off and try to reach the people who are not pridefully ignorant they're simply ignorant and and there's no there's no shame in being ignorant i'm ignorant about millions of. let's be serious i'm not ignorant about, (laughs) but but just hypothetically uh but no seriously there are millions of things i don't know about every time i and every time i i get a chance to learn something new it's it's exciting for me and it's fun but if you've got somebody who's determined not to do that i think you stop wasting your time on those people you go for the people who are simply ignorant which is a which is a it's not a noble state, but it's not an ignoble state either. It's just simply there are things you don't know that might help you, and and I, I've said a hundred thousand times, the thing that's most striking about my my college days was how passionately I believed in things I knew nothing about.
0: Mm. Mm. Man, that that that's the joint right there. And, and and the thing is, you know, we as as we've uh, talked earlier about. Uh, Connections, human connection, spiritual connection—it's a lot of times the thing that people are are pushed into being more most connected on is misery, you know. As you mm-hmm. know, as the saying goes, "Misery loves company," and or socialism is the equal uh, sharing of misery. Misery seems to be something that is is like this this uh this glue, you know, that binds people together. And um, you know, like say for instance, like in now in China, as as we were talking about uh education, I think that the most valued the most valued occupation in China. Is your teachers. That's that's they they love it. They take education very seriously there. They take
1: it seriously everywhere except for here.
0: Yes. Very, very seriously. I mean, to bring glory to the state. You know, you you represent China. You represent the state. That's right. And the thing is, you, you it's it's difficult to 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 not blur the lines between education and indoctrination. And you can have people who are educated. And very, who can be very effective on basically bringing upon their own demise. Uh, this, this, and I'm talking build this thing up high and fall really far. We put a big premium on knowledge, and there's nothing wrong with being knowledge and knowledgeable, informed, and educated, and all that sort of stuff. But the problem is, is what happens when people put this premium on knowledge? This was taught to us right in the very beginning pages of the Word of God. Look, I got this tree of knowledge of good and evil. I got this tree of life. Adam and Eve basically leapfrogged over the tree of life to get to the tree of knowledge, right? Because knowledge, hey, knowledge is power. Hey, knowledge will make you like God, man. So now if you have, what, what ends up happening is when you have people who are just so steeped in knowledge and that's their concern, it's difficult to take the factor out of devaluing life. When you have it, look at Anthony Fauci. Look at look at uh, 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 the Biden administration. These people who are uh, uh, look at Soros. Look at uh, uh, these people. Uh, Bill Gates, steeped in knowledge, the, the world's smartest people. Where's their value of life? These are the same people who leapfrogged over that tree of life and went right to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because they wanted to know something. They want to know something on
1: God's level. Be gods themselves. They that got That's we talk exactly about. they want. They they, 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 they don't believe in God and right. yet they want to be one. Yes. And, um, yeah, that's, you're right.
0: That's, that's where we are. These kind of things, you know, this, this, this human connection was severed long before we, we, we thought about the severance of a human connection. The spiritual connection has been severed. And, uh, so, you know, I look at, um, and, and of course, when we have these, this severance, you're going to have violence. You're going to have people who are going to have a disregard for human life because we have no value of where we, how we were created, whose image we were created in. So if there's no standards, then you know what? I can go ahead and make justifications on why I can go ahead and impose on your rights.
1: Yeah. Let me come back to Sarsgaard for a minute, maybe just to wrap this up. Um, when he says that he, he doesn't believe in the Bible because of all the violence, it was, again, this is either either willful ignorance or just plain ignorance but the world was a very violent place then i mean a very violent place Mm. and since slavery is such a big issue i've just been reading an awful lot about the roman empire and anytime the romans defeated anybody all of those people be sold into slavery usually they were germans Mm. um germans (laughs) uh so so these little Italian people would go into the North and they'd find all these gigantic, tall, blonde, super strong warriors. They'd defeat them through better organization. Then they'd sell these giant white blonde people into slavery. And, and so and so, all of this to say that the world used to be a much, much, much more violent place and, and a much more harsh and merciless place than it is now. But that's history. And, and that's, that's an unbroken string of history. But what... What you find in both the old testament and the new testament is these books are about the suppression of violence they're about the they're about the transcendence of violence the ten commandments are not commandments to kill people and and to take their stuff and to and to covet things and they're they're telling you don't do these things (laughs) that's an intervention in against violence it's an intervention and then of course the new testament with Jesus you you've got a, a guy who's so I don't want to say confident because it's such a mundane term but but it's so self-assured that he's able to say things like no somebody slaps you you know turn the other cheek that doesn't mean you know just keep getting slapped I know because I know I've heard you talk about that before but but all of this philosophy of love thy neighbor as thyself and, mm. and do unto others and all the rest of this this is a this is an intervention. It's not a creation of violence. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a, a tale of violence, and it's certainly not instruction to violence. It's precisely the opposite. It is a set of of two books set throughout history in a particular part of the world, and both of them are there to say these things that everyone is doing you shouldn't do and don't do it because if you do do it, you're going to make me very very angry. And and when people hold an angry God, it's like. What what makes God angry is when people commit these sins and violence, murder, rape, all of them. There is no God of war in Judeo-Christian beliefs. There's not it's not a God of war who who worships blood, you know. There's not a God of drunkenness. There's not a there's none of this stuff. There's just simply there's simply a moral authority that transcends everything and simply says. It's time for you to stop behaving like animals now. And and for Sarscard to say that this is that the Bible is like, you know, well, it's just very violent, it records events that were indicative of the violence of the times. Mm-hmm. But the entire story is essentially stop doing this, you know? Yes. Just stop doing this and get back to what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Indeed, man. Yeah, well said, well said. Um he follows that up and this is going along with, you know, one of the reasons why we have so many wars. Uh, he follows it up by saying, "I don't believe in a god that demands worship. Uh, if he demands worship, then that means he's not worth worship." He worshiping.
1: said, "He said that."
0: Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's uh, a god that demands worship isn't worth worshipping.
1: Uh, what a what an interesting statement.
0: Mm, yeah, I, uh, uh, I'd like to I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. I, I've I've definitely got mine. Sure. <laughs>
1: I think maybe we'll wrap this one up by saying, hmm. um, well, if he's saying a God that demands worship uh, is not worth worshiping, my response would be uh, uh, a, a person who doesn't have the fundamental respect for uh, the, the power that I have as God and who's telling me what to do could take a hike. Hmm. Go, out of, go out of the realm of my light and influence, you know? You're telling me? This is this is an actor telling God how God should behave in order to make him happy. It doesn't work like that, pal. You know, it's God is not here in order to set up a series of of interviews with you and pass the audition, so that you're so that he so that he conforms to your idea of what should be of what should be worshipped. This 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 is such it's such. It's just, it's seventh grade philosophy, right? Mm. These are the kind of thoughts you have the first time you get high when you're 16. <laughs> you know, these are the kind of this kind of philosophy that these people spout, which they think sounds so deep, mm. is so infantile, it's so superficial, it's so childish, there's not a second thought giving it given to it. Mm. If I were gonna answer that question, you know, you I would I would say I wouldn't worship a God who didn't demand. Adoration and respect. What kind of God is that? That's a that's a brass statue sitting on a shelf someplace surrounded by candles, right? Mm. I mean, the, the, he's got it exactly backwards. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. But but what does surprise me is, is that is that it doesn't even surprise me, is that these people are so pridefully ignorant mm. that any thought like this is not something that enters their head and it all comes down to the same disease pride we talked about you know not not the good pride pride in things that you've done pride in yourself just this 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 arrogance this self-centeredness and it's the it's the modern disease it's it drives left-wing politics left-wing politics are essentially this i want to do whatever i want to do whenever i want to do it uh sort all the details out for me mm. <laughs> Pretty easy, really. That's what it comes down to. That's what it is, and and when you when you see yourself as as homo Deus, as 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 you know, man the god, then you're going to try and create human institutions designed to promote your godhood and everybody else's godhood, and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people are going to die as a result. So we have to fight those people
0: right there man that's it lots of people are going to die when they assume that they can make this judgment on their own accord and you know i i, I caught um i can't remember what his name is they they call themselves one of the four horsemen uh, they're this group of four uh atheists i think Dawkins is one of them and there's uh Richard oh Richard, yeah these this yes. and um and in an interview he's basically uh rec- not reciting but Basically, going over lecture. It's like if you could meet God, what would you tell him? And he he goes on this dissertation that sounds very rehearsed about this lecture that he would give to this brute God, this tyrannical God. And I'm like, see, if I, if I sat face to face with God, I wouldn't talk. I would listen. Yeah, <laughs> you would listen. But here's the. Str- I would listen. Yes, you might. It's like one might want to listen, but here's the thing. He, as an atheist, is rehearsing something that he would say to something he doesn't believe in. Why would you mm-hmm. waste your time rehearsing what you would say to God? It doesn't make any sense, but he's got his lecture ready. Right. So mm-hmm. now the thing about loving God as, as the commandment of the Lord, he breaks it. He condenses the commandments down into two because basically the commandment is love. You don't you don't steal from people, not because you're afraid of the penalty. You don't steal from people because of love right? You don't murder people because of love, right? Not because I'm afraid of what the law will do. It's like, no, that's not a good reason to not murder people. You don't murder people out of love and respect. So the Lord breaks it down to two. Man, I'm the fulfillment of the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's basically the Ten Commandments, right? So, The thing is, God is not like some megalomaniac who's like, you have to love me. I want you to love me. It's like, no, if you guys, if you guys decide that you're going to determine love on your own accord, I guarantee you it will end bloody every time. Uh, When you guys have an object of worship that you think that you're going to do love for, you will sacrifice your babies to show mm-hmm. your love for that, whether You'll it's throw them into the fire. Yes, you will. That's right. Whether it's the love, yes, of, you will. Yeah, love of money, love of the earth. I mean, that's a, that's, that's pretty primitive, but heck even Bernie Sanders was just like, Hey, for the good of the planet, we should keep abortion legal. That's child sacrifice for the idle earth.
1: Yeah. And think about the, just think about the, not only the arrogance, but the, just the lack of imagination mm. on the part of these so-called four horsemen. They're basically saying, well, if I had a conversation with God, these are some of the questions I'd ask him. It's like, God isn't a guy who sits in a faculty lounge who has the ability to shoot lightning from his fingertips, you know? It's not just that he has these power. It's that he's got the wisdom to use it. We, we got to wrap this show up, but I will tell you this, and I'm not terribly proud of it, but then, then again, here we go. When I was in my teens and 20s, I used to have a recurring dream mm-hmm. that I would have a hand phaser from Star Trek, one of the, one of the little palm ones, oh, look like garage opener phasers from the original show. And I just remember having this dream, and I just go around just just disintegrating things. It was just a function, probably, you know, just being kind of a nerd on one end and also getting picked on a bit. And I realized that that intelligence is, is, is creating the phaser. Wisdom is deciding what things to shoot at. Mm. And and there are enormous programs under, underway right now in this society to create artificial intelligence. And I haven't heard of one program anywhere to create artificial wisdom. Mm. And that tells me something. It tells me <laughs> that that artificial wisdom, that wisdom is so far beyond intelligence that no one's even discussing the possibility of, of, of that. And... And when you have people who disregard wisdom and are just absolutely focused on intelligence, then you've got a three-year-old with a shotgun. And 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 that's dangerous. And wise people don't give three-year-old shotguns because they know that a three-year-old is as likely to do something terrible with a shotgun as, as, as something not only as likely, it's far more terrible to do something terrible with a shotgun than something good with it. And so, you know, these people are just a, I'm going to be doing an awful lot of work on these, on these folks in firewalls to come, because this is, this is the, the curse of the age,
0: indeed, man, and they're awesome, and I'm looking forward to it. I want, I want to close because you mentioned lightning, and you mentioned intelligence, and it, and, and, uh, because you talked about uh, you know God shooting lightning from His fingers, you know, the Word of God doesn't even say that the Lord shoots lightning so per se. What it says is that He routes the lightning,
1: and I think that's really interesting because I was referring to Zeus. I was referring I, yeah, to this yeah. <laughs> childish view of God, you know. Yes, yes, uh, you know, like He's the Emperor, it's like He's Emperor Palpatine kind of thing. Right, right,
0: and you know, and and, and Zeus has. These uh, you know, he these lightning bolts, you know, forged for him. But, you know, God Himself, He routes the lightning. And as we've discovered, lightning actually does have a route. It's just not this random flash. It has a destination. And uh, you know, when even when we see lightning strike, if it's gonna touch ground, there's two parts to it, right? It has to balance out this charge. The even the word speaks about the distillation. And that's what we all Yeah, are. the
1: charge comes up from the earth as well as down from the clouds. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like it's like it's like the painting, right? It's like it's like the touch.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's Lord. It's, 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 once again, the Lord shows himself in nature, him reaching down to us and us reaching up to him to meet him, to meet him in the air. So all these things are demonstrated in nature and he shows these things at the, that they all have a purpose. Even, even the strike of lightning, there's an intelligence behind it. He routes it. You know, so these. When, when I look at that and I say, yeah, this is this God worthy of being worshipped? Is he just like this some random thing that somebody just created? It's like, no, no. Against human instinct, this word was written. Like people will try to say that the word of God is, is a man written. It's like, no, you look at it, the word of God itself, it is unlike any other book. It goes against human inclinations. No man could have written it. It's too far against our instincts. So, when I'm looking at it and I'm seeing these things that are disclosed in there that we figured out, like later on in history, I'm like, wow, man, who could have known that? You know, so is he worthy to be worshiped? Sure, not because he's so in love with himself. But when we figure that we're going to love other things, those things end badly. And we need a standard of love, a standard of it. And that's why the Lord says, Love me. I'll show you how to do it. And you'll love your neighbor and you will not intrude upon your neighbor if you have me as your model of love first. That's all it is. Amen. Right? Right on, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Virtual Signal with Bill Whittle and I. And we hope that you share these videos. Work that share button until it smokes, right? And, uh, you know, drop a buck in the bucket. We so very much appreciate your support so we can keep these things coming to you. All right, y'all. Good night.